finally, the giant paperclick. Welcome to episode 68 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Les, and my co-host tonight is Dade. We're talking about stationery and our other hobbies, i.e. using, not collecting. But first, let's talk about what we're drinking. Dade, what is exciting in your world? What are you consuming and what are you excited about? Okay, so I am drinking a very, very cold uh, triple venti chestnut praline latte. Okay. <laughs> Um, I wasn't feeling too hot this morning, so I didn't drink any coffee, but on the way home from work, I decided to stop by Starbucks, um, and get a latte and that's what it was. So I'm still drinking the latte that I got at 2.31 PM. <laughs> Gross. I'm it, sorry. That's, uh. Yeah. I'm so used to doing it cause at work I never have time to finish my coffee while it's hot. And I didn't have my mug that keeps things hot for 12 hours with mm. me. So, oh, well. Um, so I am writing with one of the new Blackwing Philadelphia Museum of Art collaboration pencils, the Diana, the beautiful, beautiful gold pencils. I absolutely didn't think I would like them, but I love them. Um, There's... Super unique. Like the picture is not a good representation of the gold mm. that you encounter. Okay. Um, and like the – so one side obviously says Blackwing, you know, and Philadelphia Museum of Art. But on the back, there's a really cool um, arrow um, on the pencil. And the eraser is a color that I've never seen before from mm. – Blackwing. It is what I would call a mustard yellow, oh, like a like a like a darker grain mustard yellow, um, like '90s era mustard, like goldy. Yes, yeah, like like the golden mustard bottles. Yep. Okay. Um, I pulled some aside for you because I need to meet up with you sometime <laughs> soon because it's been a while, <laughs> and I have a little. I have a little goodie box of stuff that I collect for you, um, but I will the, I will definitely pass some of these along. I don't know if they're like li – it says like limited edition, but mm. that is open to interpretation I feel because sometimes like – I mean I'm sure they're limited in production, but I don't know how limited they are. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I got two boxes just cause I always tend to do that with Blackwing, one to use, one to stash. Mm. Um, but they are $35 and shipping is kind of ridiculous. But after I got really angry about how much these things cost, I thought that I'm supporting a museum. So it kind of takes the sting out of it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you were following, but there was a big thing about Black Friday, um, or Cyber Monday promotion. And people, no. people, so, um, on cyber Monday, it actually kind of initially I was annoyed, but then I calmed down about it. So I ordered mine, I think black Friday, um, I paid $35 a box plus $14 shipping. Right. Um, well on cyber Monday, the Philadelphia museum of art store had a cyber Monday promotion mm. where items, I don't know what percentage off they were, but it brought the boxes down to like the retail price of just regular black wings. And shipping oh. was free. Yeah. 
So people were taking advantage of it. And then apparently halfway through, they turned it off. And now it says in big, bold print, this item is excluded from Cyber Monday promotion. Mm. So people were, you know, getting kind of upset. And I understand I got upset, too. But again, I circle back to the I'm supporting a museum and, you know, like I get it. I don't think they were prepared for us. Right. (laughs) Because they're probably like, what is going on? Because so many people ordered these like within probably a few hours on Friday because someone posted the link and then Monday happened and someone just happened to go there and they noticed the sale. So I'm curious to see if they honored the sales that got through. I mean, I think it's fair that they should. Yeah. Um, But no, so I, I really enjoy them. They are the softer, softest the quote unquote balanced graphite core. Yeah. Um, which to me is super soft, but mm-hmm. they're still enjoyable to write with. Uh, so I'm using that. And I guess that's what I have to say about that. Um, the next thing I want to talk about, uh, briefly as brief as possible is the pencil subscription box from CW pencils. Yep. Um, I know last show I mentioned that I had accidentally renewed it cause I didn't <laughs> cancel it. So I was kind of salty about, spending $30 that I I wasn't expecting to spend, but I got it in the mail and this box, um, was interesting. It's called the innovation box. Hmm. So, um, it, it, it included things that are quote unquote inventive and highly functional. So I will have to agree with most of that. So real quick, I'll just run down the list. Um, there was a Viarco Magneto pencil, it's just a wood pencil, but the tip of it – actually, it's screwing up my desk here. Um, the tip of it's magnetic. Okay, so it, it can like stick to things. It's a strong magnet. Like it just – like they included this huge gold paper clip mm-hmm. and it picked that up. Like it, it's really strong. So yeah, nice. so it's, it's pretty cool. I could see I could see this coming in handy like at a workbench or something or you know, even at a cubicle, mm. you know, the metal frame. So it, it writes, okay, nice and dark. Um, What's a Fiarco? Is it gritty? Not, shockingly, not yet, but I only wrote a sentence with it. So <laughs> I'll get back to you. Just wait. <laughs> um, also included was the Kokoyu Kadokeshi eraser. Um, it's a Japanese eraser with 28 edges. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. I bought this years ago when I first got into the hobby, and I, I wasn't impressed um, because the eraser is – it's a plastic eraser. Yep. And maybe I'm spoiled by the erasers that I use. But I found it didn't perform well for me, but I'm going to give it another shot. Mm. I, I really like the look of it. So if it doesn't work for me, it still looks cool on the desk. Yeah. Um, They included something that I have a million of, the Uni Nano Dia pencil. Oh, those are the best. Yeah. I – can't complain about getting another. So got one of those. I didn't even sharpen it because I know what that is like. Mm-hmm. Um, a Karen Dash Silver Pine Idlevice. Hmm. So um, apparently, in according to this little pamphlet, in an effort to boost sustainability practices, Karen Dash is now making their flagship general use pencil in a locally harvested renewable species of pine instead of cedar. So they're switching to pine hmm. for their flagship pencil. Um, so I, I wrote a little bit with it. It's, it's really, it's an HB. Um, it's really light, both literally, you know, like in the hand, like it's yep. almost light. I, I don't actually like the way it feels. Hmm. I might, I might have to put like a, a racer cap on it or something. Okay. Um, 
and the the graphite that it lays down is is a little too hard and light for my liking so mm-hmm. um next up my favorite thing of the entire box is the kutsua stad stackable caps so mm-hmm. they are pencil protectors yeah uh, and and they come in a 10 pack which is nice and they nest into each other so they're point protectors but you can also use them to customize a pencil extender length nice so <clears throat> they fit together pretty snug in fact i have all 10 of them latched together like remember in grade school you'd put all your marks <laughs> together yep. so they're they like i'm moving it around and they're not falling apart so cool. um and i like them because they're translucent and they're bright colors they're mm. the entire spectrum of the rainbow so that's fun and they they work really well and i don't i'm not an individual that gets caught up on do my pencil protect point protectors make marks on the pencil because mm. you're going to sharpen it anyway but just for those that are wondering they don't leave marks on my pencil the plastic ones don't don't usually. I mean, really, the the metal ones only do if they're not bent properly. Well, I had unless I had, it's the black. Right. Top. Yeah. Um. I had worries though because there's like really pretty big, ridgy plastic. It's like plastic ribbing on the inside. Mm. I thought it might have dug into them, but no, it's mm. great. Cool. Um. Finally, there are three more things. So the Kurutoga Advanced Mechanical Pencil. I mm. have a ton of these but apparently this is a newer version um the lead instead of turning at the rate that it usually turned it turns twice as fast oh so you wear lenore used this actually she said she really enjoyed it um Hmm. i haven't written extensively with it because i i don't like always using mechanical pencils yeah but um I'm going to try it out for about a week and see how I feel about it and maybe do a review. Um, finally, the giant paper click paper. Oh, <laughs> pa- paper clip. <laughs> that was a slip um, from a paper. I can never you said say click, that. right? No. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe I did, but it, on my end, it didn't sound like that. Um, so paper, paper, Tigra. You know who I'm talking about, the company, yes. the stationery company. It's a giant paper clip, and it's cool because it looks like it's three paper clips made into one. I can't yeah. explain it. I'll take a picture and post it online. Um, and then there is a bonus uh, little CW2020 patch that is in special subscriber colors. Cool. So it's their usual patch, but it's just a different color scheme. And I like the design of the patch this year. It's just a pencil point with CWPE2020 mm. on it um so but yeah i i enjoyed it for the most part um you know i some of the stuff i already have but that's okay because the stuff that i already have is good stuff so i'll take it um and finally last but not least um i am heading to baltimore in february sweet i know it's super early to be talking about it but um i want to as it gets closer to try to orchestrate meeting up with as many folks as possible whoever's going i definitely will meet with johnny and andy and tim but um but yeah it just was an opportunity that presented itself to me and i got sucked into black friday hotels.com deals (laughs) um i found a really nice hotel for less than 100 bucks a night so i just figured i'd go for it i've never been to baltimore it's been a long time since i've been um I went when I was in elementary school with a friend of mine, lived down there, and I went through Baltimore on my way to Virginia. 
Nice. Yeah, I've driven through Baltimore. It's always when I approach that area, I always get annoyed because DC and and oh, yeah. just driving is horrible. So we're taking the train too, which is cool because we were gonna drive, but the hotel we're staying at doesn't like they do valet parking, but it's thirty five dollars a day. Damn. Yeah. Um, and parking around, I looked, is even more expensive. And then gas, it's the same price to take a train. Yep. As well. And you and you don't have to pay attention. Yeah. So. So yeah, and read so or sleep. As we get closer to Baltimore, I will post more about it because I want to meet people. Oddly enough, usually I'm the opposite. So take advantage, <laughs> folks. Take advantage of my excitement. This, this happens like once in a blue moon. So, but that's it for me. Um, I I turned it on my grad school stuff, so I'll stop talking about that. So that's <laughs> off my plate. Um, but what about you, Les? What's going on? Um. Well, this has been. A week from hell, if I believed in hell, but it's been, it's been a week. Uh, we had a snowstorm. Uh, we were sent home from work early on Monday because of the storm. I didn't go to work on Tuesday because of the storm. And then, um, we were evacuated from the building due to a carbon monoxide leak on Wednesday. So Thanks. my work week has been just foobar. Um, and things have leveled out now. We actually, it's snowing right now, believe it or not. Um, we're only supposed to get like an inch or two, just, just enough to make it slippery. <laughs> um, so that's, that's been going on. Um, and because I had a lot of time to spend at home, I watched some TV, which I don't do a huge amount of. Um, but I did binge watch, um, the show and it, it's Nosferatu, but it's spelled N-O-S-4-A-2. It's an AMC show, but it was really good. It was, it was surprisingly good. Um, it's based off of a Joe Hill book. So it's, it's a, it's a sort of a horror mystery type thing. So anyway, that's, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's kind of a fun little show. Um, I am writing tonight with, of all things, a paper hate Ink Joy Ballpoint. Um, and I'll talk more about why when we get to the main topic, but I do want to talk about, I, and I don't know if we talked about these last episode or not. I don't think we did because it came out before Black Friday, the Black Friday, uh, 2019 Blackwing pencils. No, because they, we didn't they, talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we didn't know about them. So, right. I hate them. I hate the idea of them. I think they represent everything that is wrong with consumerism and Black Friday in and of itself. I don't, I don't care what they look like. I don't care that they're hand numbered. They are awful. Just, they represent everything that's wrong in this hobby to me. And they rep, to me, it's all about the company taking advantage of the completionist collectors and the people who want it um and i i could go on for ages but i just i have so many negative feelings about the bf19 pencils that i i i, can't, I have nothing nice to say about them well <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you saw what i posted um uh where when in in our group our 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 private group. Um, I, I bought them. Yep. Um, you know, I feel similarly in the sense that I'm very, 
Black Friday is complicated for me because I spent about 18 years of my life working Black Friday, working Thanksgiving before Black Friday, um, getting yelled at, assaulted, attacked, spit on. Yes, that actually happened. Um, you know, and it just so that part of Black Friday for me is just no, like I, I hate the consumerism. Um, but I. I am a victim of being a collector and a completionist and I, I, I don't want to say I fell for it cause I know what I was doing, but I bought a few boxes. I won't divulge how many, but you know, I don't think, I think it brought out like weirdness in some people. Mm. Like I've been noticing interactions online after the fact, like people that missed out on them because they were, you know, doing what people should do around the holidays, like spend time with family or, you know, um, where me, I didn't do anything. I just laid in bed like a potato and watched Netflix all day. So I got to order them, Mm. but I, um, I purchased them and just didn't really talk about them. I, I satisfied my need and went on, but I have seen, posts and comments kind of like that whole like haha I got them and you didn't kind of like yeah. not not explicitly but it's very suggestive and like mm-hmm. there's two different things so I think that for me I don't know stepping back and looking at myself from a psychological perspective maybe I'm just trying to justify my purchase and support of this <laughs> but <laughs> I think for me I did what I wanted to do I, I collect limited edition stuff, just like I collect the black, you know, the Baron fig stuff. And I stopped collecting field notes. That is one thing. But so for me, I I did want to, to have some because I I wanted to just add to my Mm. collection, but there's a line between that and the grossness of being this dragon hoarding gold pile person that flaunts what they have. Right. And that's crummy. Um, it, it, it seemed to bring out like the weirdness and the worst in some people. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what I dislike. I dislike seeing that. Like to me, it, they're pencils and right. they're a wonderful tool to use. And maybe that's what spurred today's main topic. Right. Um, but you know, that I see it as, as, something that we should be using and these things will they ever actually be used by many of the people who purchased them or are they just going to collect dust until someone flips them over and tries to sell them again i and i've conflicted feelings about that that. i struggle with it too uh you know everyone knows the beaver story so i'm not going to repeat it if you don't know the beaver story just find it and listen to it um but you know, pencils saved me, mm-hmm. you know, like not saved me, but like got me out of a bind. And I'm I'm always a moderate on some of these issues because I think it's gross when somebody, you know, preys upon folks that were spending time with their family. Let me buy all these pencils and then sell them to them for twice the amount I paid. And yeah. ha ha ha, you know, yeah, that's one thing. But I don't know how I feel about being I'm still like struggling with my stance of selling something a year later for twice or three times as much as I paid for it. I try to, I try to use it as trade fodder first. So, um, 
you know, a, a, one of the Facebook members of the Baron Fig group wanted a empty pen, uh, you know, case that I had that I, I don't use them like the limited edition pens. Right. I, so we traded, I wanted a new edition of something and he wanted the thing. So we swapped like, I, I rather do that first. Yeah. But if I can, I'm not going to lie. If I can sell, I just actually saw it on eBay cause I watched them 12, two 11s sold for $400. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to lie. That's tempting. I'm not yeah. rich. I'm, you know, so, but I think it's the way you do it. And that, that's, that's a whole other topic. I think we broached that topic a little bit before and maybe we can, we can talk about it again because I feel like lately there's been a lot of that with the limited edition Baron Fig stuff, mm. um, like the, and now the erasable pen and, you know, like it's been popping up a lot more. So, yeah. but anyhow, I don't want to, I don't want to like take over your like what's new, but I bought them, but I feel complicated about it. That's the short answer. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would feel differently if I had the ability and the funds right now to also purchase them because that, that's another thing. Like right now, like I'm on a limited budget, um, for many, many reasons in part because of my work situation, mm-hmm. but I digress. But, and that also, um, outside of that, I, even before my work situation changed and our financial situation changed, I was really moving more into use of things and away from collecting and hoarding. And right. I hate the word hoarding because of the implications and the psych things, but um away from that and more really focusing much more on the end use yes purchasing and testing and exploring but also how am i going to use all of these things right because you you do make a good point when you say how much of it is going to sit there and not get used right and to me part part, part of my question for that is is what's the point i asked myself that like i just looked at my shelf i have 16 dozen limited edition black wings sitting on a shelf right and that sometimes makes me feel complicated and almost ashamed of <laughs> buying those things mm. sure i, I kind of rotate uh, lately there's been a lot coming out so i try to use if i sent if i'm sent an item to review obviously that gets used or i want to use the new stuff but like occasionally i'll take one out and you know from a year or two ago and use it but no pun intended but what's the point of all of this right so and- I think in some cases it's decorative, right? Like, yes, having a bunch of boxes on a shelf can be attractive or, you know, when people create the displays. I I do want to do that. Right. Those are gorgeous. I think those are really, really pretty. And I fully support that. Like, I think, I think that there are, if you're pursuing it as a decorative thing, then fine. Right. Like, but and and so i'm i'm going to try and roll this into today's main topic how how are you using these things what are they being used for are you purchasing them in support of your other hobbies um and so i'm going to bring myself back to the paper hate ink joy ballpoint 
Um, so that's what I'm writing with tonight. And as ballpoints go, it's a lovely ballpoint. My wife bought them just because she needed some pens to write with and she didn't want to use the gel ink that I had. So she went to CVS. She bought a bag of these things and she wanted blue ink. And I typically use like weird blue inks or black. And they're great pens. They write. They don't smear. They don't blob. They just they're smooth and you can write with them effortlessly. Right. And in her case, she does a lot of research and she's taking notes on post-it notes and these are perfect for that. And for me and part of my hobby, so you have two choices when you're writing on masking tape. So when you're fermenting, everything gets labeled. Yes. You don't label your ferments. That is bad. That's just not a good – because you're going to forget what it is because once things start fermenting, they start to look different. They smell different. They taste different. And you may not – if you've got like a shelf full of 20 fermenting things, like maybe I do, um, you don't necessarily remember what's in it. And you have two choices when writing on masking tape. You can use a Sharpie or you can use a ballpoint. Gel ink smears all over the place. It looks terrible. It feels terrible. And you smear it. Um and so for me, using a ballpoint on the masking tape lets me write more stuff in a smaller space. And so for my seed starting also, that's another thing that you use masking tape for. But I can also write on the plastic bags that I'm starting my seeds in. Um, so to me, a lot of what I buy my stationery for is in support of my other hobbies um, or my work. And I think to me, like I'm, I have my, so my collection in terms of pencils consists of a couple of pencil boxes with one of everything that I buy in it. Just one. Mm -hmm. And my intent is eventually to make one of those display poster type things with them. Okay. And, and I, I think that might look cool. But other than that, I have – and frankly, the last few things that I've purchased, I don't think I've thrown one into my collection. Uh, I haven't bothered. Um, and I mostly I've been using. I haven't been purchasing as much as I have in the past. And everything that has come in, I have used. Like the Baron Fig New York books. Yeah. I immediately threw one of those into service, um, making plans for the garden, making uh, drawings for my raised beds, the layout of the raised beds. What am I going to be buying? Keeping track of like which tomato plants I have, which, which, um, pepper plants or pepper seeds have I treated with people right. for? What herbs am I going to have in my garden in the front yard this year? Like that's the immediately started putting that into place. And then like my clear journal, I'm using that to kind of figure out where am I going with um, like both work and my outside interest balance. How do I, how my work-life balance, that's all like that book is like completely getting filled with journaling about work-life balance and things like yeah. that. Um, but that's how I'm like, I'm 
everything that's coming in is getting used. And yes, I have a massive stockpile. And yeah. one of the reasons I couldn't bring myself to do my yearly composition book roundup because I have 25 composition books stacked up from the previous three years roundups. Wow. Um, cause I just don't, I, I fill three or four of them a year, but I'm purchasing 10 or 12 of them to do reviews. <laughs> right. And, you know, I hand them out like candy. Chris like uses them for research. I use them for research for my novels and the things. Right. And, right. Um, when I'm like learning about things, I'm taking notes. I'm, putting it into a composition book but i'm still not filling enough of them to like no. necessitate buying more um and we've got composition books all over the house because we'll just grab one and start to yeah. fill it up we give them to friends um but you know i guess <sighs> part of like this exploration is like how how do i use my pens pencils paper in my other hobbies yeah. Or do I? Don't I? Am I collecting? Am I, am I like, excuse the phrase, hoarding? Um, am I just collecting or am I just purchasing for purchasing sake? And is that for other reasons? Am I attempting to fill a hole in myself with stationery? Um, which has whole other psychological implications, <laughs> raises, which raises I, my hand slowly. <laughs> <laughs> excuse the double entendre. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, like, and because I know that's a thing that I do, like sometimes I buy, I engage in retail therapy because sometimes yeah. it feels good to bring things home that are mine. And yeah. yet I also know that that's kind of unhealthy. Yeah. Um, And that's not to say that all collecting is unhealthy. I'm, I don't want people to get that from what I am saying. I mean, if you engage in a hobby and it's healthy for you, then great. Um, But for me stationary is a means to an end and not the hobby in and of itself if that makes sense yeah i mean i always fall back to the is this healthy or not um is it interfering with my daily functioning or is it becoming maladaptive right, like right because i mean if you got the money buy 10 boxes of the black friday you know black wings Ugh. you know but if you don't have the money and you're using seven different credit cards to buy 10 boxes i'm still not going to judge you because that's your decision but that's where i'd have to assess myself of like what am i doing here right you know what i mean or if i spent my rent money on pencils um you know like so that's because i i like you less also engage in retail therapy and especially this time of year um Winter is when I get depressed. I need yeah. some dopamine. It's hard to find dopamine in the winter. So, you know, I, I do find myself, you know, it's nice to get packages in the mail all the time yeah. and use new things. And, and there is for me, and I don't want to get too deep here because it's might get weird for people, but <laughs> I, um, you know, I, I definitely am pulled by the fear of missing out. I, I have, you know, there's a part of me, and this is just from my own history and background, of, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. It was the way I was raised. And so I think that it's so ingrained in me that I have to check myself a lot of times. Like, yeah. do I really need to get 
all the new things that come out. If I have the money and the extra spend money, sure, I will because it's what I want and what I like. But again, like when it starts to to make it so I have to worry about where I'm going to get money for something, I have to really pull back because that's when it becomes, you know, it moves from collecting and hobbies to like destroying your personal finances because you want special editions. Right. Because not all investments, if people are doing this from an investment standpoint, are good ones. I mean, you know, look at, you know, the 811, people thought that was going to be like the thing, you know, they bought so many and I love that edition. Um, so I, I bought don't. and there's, they're going for $45. Like it's not the two people are looking for the 211. I don't think that's ever going to happen again. No. So, you know, it's, it's also being realistic with yourself and not letting that train become runaway because that also happens to me yeah. of the, potential like okay well if i buy these and i don't use them i can always kind of get my money back sure you'll get your money back but you're not gonna like make a ton um but no you do bring up a good point about that whole like thinking about why you're doing what you're doing and i think it's hard because i think i think we want to support these companies that we like Yes. Or I do. Absolutely. I, I absolutely. Well, I mean, I don't want to throw shade, but, uh, you know, I mean, there's some companies that I buy from that I don't necessarily totally am in love with. I like their product. Let's right. leave it at that. But for the most part, like, for example, company that like I was super psyched and not feeling so bad that I spent $80 on pencils was Musgrave. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I just kept adding things to the cart. Um, but you know, that was like a man, they're doing such awesome stuff, new, new stuff from, yeah. you know, and, and so like, you're right. Like I love supporting companies that are doing things that are interesting and fun. Yeah. And I, I, for me, like that's, that's also part of it. And there are some companies that I wish I could support way more than I do. Um, right. I would love to do a regular Musgrave order. I'd love to do a regular write notepads order. Um, right. I'd love to be able to talk about all of that more on the podcast and get them more support and more buyers um, right. because I think they're great companies. But also I have to look at what is realistic for me to actually use. Exactly. Um, and I actually – I really like Musgrave pencils as a general writing pencil. Me too. And I do use pencils a lot at work. Um but I draw with pencils a lot as well. And they're Musgrave pencils are great as an initial sort of sketch pencil. Yeah. But they're not, they don't, you don't get the gradation. They're not soft enough for me in terms of like what I, what I like for sketching. I really prefer right. a 2B or a 4B for sketching because I can get really deep darks. And also with a light hand, I can get lighter lights. Right. But, um, yeah, so I, I don't know where I was going with that. I just can't – it doesn't support my other hobbies, right? Like I can't sketch with it. Yes, I can use it in terms of like garden stuff. Um, But it, it's just – it's not – it doesn't support my other hobbies other than yeah. writing. Right. Um, 
Well, I thought a lot about this when you told me what the topic was going to be. I thought a lot about my hobbies are very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, they're about 50-50 analog digital. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one thing that I use all the time that I did not think of until just this morning. Um, so I play World of Warcraft and right. there's a lot of data that you have to take note of, like for you know, your character leveling up and mm-hmm. like, you know, what stats you should focus on. And I'm bad at remembering that stuff. So I use three by five lined post-its and they're the perfect size to like paste to the bottom of your monitor. Yep. So that's something. So many years ago, there was this like wicked, awesome staple sale. It was like some end of back to school. And like I bought so many three by five lined post-its because <laughs> they were on sale and they just sat. And so when I did an office purge recently, I found them all and I donated some to a a classroom um, that I worked in. But I was like, I need to start using these. So I just put them on the desk and I'm using them constantly. Um, I also use them for lists because they have the little sticky part on it. Mm -hmm. So it's that extra step of not losing your list. Yeah. Um, You know, like I'll, I'll, I'll use it and just stick it, you know fold it and stick it in my wallet. So it's just there. And, you know, so that's something that, you know, I use it's, it's kind of hard to use stationary with video games. Yeah. Um, I use, uh, pocket notebooks, like mainly no brand because I have such a stack of those. (laughs) Um, I know I keep, I, I, you bought a bunch of them and then on top of that, like I've sent you a bunch. Yeah. Just don't, I I appreciate you so much, but don't send me any (laughs) more. Because I'm going to start – I, you know what I do? I actually um, – when I send people packages, I throw some in because I figure it helps people learn about you and what you do. And it yeah. – like it's passing something fun on to somebody else too. Um, so I use some of your no-brand notebooks as like little like logbooks for stuff. Um, but for board games, I play board games 90% by myself. And so there are some games where I like to keep a log of like what happened. Um you know, like not turn by turn, but like, okay, I scored this many points this time. This was my, this was the board state when I finished the game. Cause I play a lot of worker placement games where like every game ending is different. And so I like to write down how the game ended and what choices I made. So I can kind of see like what was good, what was bad. So I'll use like, you know, pocket notebooks for that. Um, or sometimes, uh, you know, legal pads, because those are always easy to yeah. to kind of write on in a nice big space. Um, but for me, I think when you, when you pose that question, is stationary the hobby? For me, it's more that, you know, I don't really use stationary to support. I use stationary more to support my work, mm-hmm. like my job. Yeah. Because um, my other hobbies are kind of self-contained or stationary doesn't apply to them. Um but with stationary being the hobby too, then it's like, well, if you're using your stationary things, what are you using them for? It's like a, it's like a feedback loop. Yeah. So, um, cause I am a collector. I like to collect things. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the stationary part of my hobby. And I like to, I like to use new things and analyze things. I haven't done it lately cause I've been so busy, but I want to get back into using a product and really picking it apart, like yeah. digging deep. Like I used to like, you know, where they source their wood and the graphite composition and like really talk about the performance of a pencil or a pen or a highlighter. So, you know, 
that in itself was a hobby to me. Right. You know, writing about stuff. So, um, but that's, those were the initial things that I thought of when you had posed this topic. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's such a heavy, deep topic for me because there's so much to it. Um, because like I have this inclination towards collecting, like I want the things, but also like I'm really turning towards this other side of my own use and really looking closely or more closely at how I use these things and looking more deeply at how I use these things. And like, really like it, it, it hit me both in terms of the Black Friday 2019 pencils and also when I picked up the Ink Joy because I needed a ballpoint. And it's, it's a cheap pen and it, it's made, it's like a riff on the Bic crystal, which is a pen I love. Um, and really thinking like, there's a use for this pen. And it's a useful pen. But while the Black Friday 2019 pencils are also beautiful, is that actually a useful pencil? Will it be used? Will it be useful in someone's life other than it being an attractive object for display purposes? And I think that's like this, like there's this disparity in my head of, I really want the pretty things, but I also really need the useful things. And I don't know, I go back and forth between those, those two polar seeming opposites of, yes, I want my, my useful things to both be functional and beautiful. Right. But it's like, you make a really good point. Um, and maybe I don't feel the, the being torn between the two because I don't use my stuff in the ways that you do, Mm. but it's like, would you rather have this flashy, fancy thing that really doesn't do what you needed to do? Or would you rather have three or four of the things that work really well? Right. And I, I think that's part of like the disparity, right? Like here's the thing that works really well and it's a 10 cent or 50 cent pen that is kind of a riff on another design it does the job or do it do i do i want to whip out my baron fig experiment please don't message me and ask me if you can buy it because no no you can't (laughs) if you offer me a thousand dollars i might consider it though so if you're offering me a thousand i have all the packaging um (laughs) <laughs> anyway, be careful. Someone might mess with uh, I mean, honestly, if someone offered me a thousand, oh, I might shit. actually accept it. So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I was kind of joking about that, but now that you pose that, um, anyhow, but like, you know, and the Baron Fig experiment, I do actually have an adapter in it, so it does have a Schmidt ballpoint in it. And I could reach for that. And that is both a beautiful and utilitarian object. But do I want to use that pen in the garden? Right. Um, and and pro- no, because I don't, I don't want to get it dirty. I don't want to get it scratched. And, um, I don't know. There's, I, 
I said, I know what you mean. Like there it's, it's just funny. Like when I, the other, a couple months ago I was in the kitchen and I opened the kitchen drawer to get a pair of scissors and there was a half used black wing two eleven, And I was like, where did this come from, Gina? She's like, oh, it was like on your desk like a while ago. It's been in there. I use it for baking, like when I write stuff down or make measurements. <laughs> I'm like, do you know how much this is worth? And she just stared at me. And it occurred to me, like, this is a ridiculous interaction. Like, she found a tool and she sharpened it and she used it. Like, isn't yeah. that what it's for? Right. She had no idea. And that that made me think a lot about the stuff that we're fawning all over, the stuff that we're spending hundreds of dollars to acquire, mm-hmm. if you went out on the street and just said, here, pick a pencil to use, they don't know that this one is worth this much and this one is worth that much and it's only worth that much because of the way it looks. Right. And we're not – it's not like the 211 had like – you know, some special graphite formulation from like the 1500s that like, you know, was handcrafted by artisans in Italy or something. Right. It's just a black wing with actually what's hilarious is the black wing natural comes very close to the look and style of the 211. Right. Like, so really you're paying for a brown eraser. Mm hmm. So, you know, that's when those moments number stamped on it. Right. That's when those moments really like get to me. But then it's I very easily get sucked right back in, you know, but it's those moments of clarity that I need to hang on to longer because my wife, who appreciates that I appreciate things in this hobby. And over the years, she's become to understand why I'm so passionate about what I do. Mm. Um, I mean, that's evidence in the fact that she's coming to Baltimore with me. (laughs) <laughs> and is excited about going to write notepads, perhaps. Um, but like, you know, it's it just doesn't matter. You know, like, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think at, in part, we're in this very like small group of people who care about these things, right? Um, And like like your wife giving you this look of like oh, what is wrong with you it's a pencil right <laughs> right right is kind right. of eye opening when you think about it when you step outside of this niche hobby and you offer someone a pencil you know yes objectively they might say hey that's a nice pencil it's got a funny ferrule right right if they even know what a ferrule is they might they'll probably be more like it's got a funky eraser on it what's up with that <laughs> right um so, so like, you might have someone recognize that it's a nice and different pencil, but they're not going to say, hey, this pencil's worth 300 bucks. Exactly. They don't know. I mean, Gina gets excited when I tell her how much some of the things are worth that I own, because then she's like, we'll sell that. Who cares? Just buy some Ticonderogas and be done with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, but I, I did actually sit down one time and, and we sharpened different pencils and she... She gets it. But like who has time to explain to the general public, you know, I mean, right. it's my spouse. I want her to know about my hobby and she wants to know about my hobby. Right. So but like at work, I do it all the time. People are using some garbage like what do we order at work? The Universal brand. Oh, yeah, because you use um, WB Mason. Yeah. And so Ugh. I I jokingly like walk by people and like take their pencil and replace it with something good. Yeah. So but Yeah. Like, no one's going to know that they're going to pick on what, you know, just 
what they naturally think looks cool. Right. And they'll be like, oh, this is a nice pencil. Right. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I, I, I guess I think knowing that outside of the niche, it, it they're kind of, I don't want to say worthless, but they're just not worth as much. Like people, if you tell someone that you spent $30 on a dozen pencils, they might be like, are, are they special? What's right? Right. What's, are, is there something, you know, special about them? Are they an art pencil? Because that's what my friends would say. They would be like, "Is it a special art pencil?" And probably leave it at that. You know. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. I like I said, this is like something that I've been struggling with, and I've been thinking about, and I definitely wanted to like have a conversation with you about it because I. I think we both struggle with some of these like collecting topics. Yes, um, definitely. And I, I think I'm definitely much more comfortable on the um, user side of things. So, you know, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. It's It's just an interesting thing to think about, I guess. Yeah, these are the times when I wish that um, we had interactive shows because it'd be really cool to have other people's perspectives. Yeah, you know, I mean, absolutely. I, I think when we post this to the Facebook group, I think we should put that and and I would like to engage with the community because it's not for the purpose of there's no judgment here. I mean, Les <laughs> started the show with saying how much he hates the Black Friday Blackwing and I'm over here cringing in a corner because I bought several boxes. Yeah, but, but that's you know okay. What? There's no the, judgment from us. No, I'm not judging. I'm like, right. I'm, I, and I, I want, I don't want people to feel like I'm judging. I'm exploring this from my perspective as someone who has collected in the past and has bought multiple boxes of the limited editions right. to use and, you know, not necessarily to sell because the, <laughs> the limited editions that I bought multiples of are like the number one, <laughs> which, right. which no one wants. <laughs> But because that was a pencil that I really liked and I used – I've used a lot of those. Um, so I, I think – like I, I'm, I don't want people to think that I'm judging them for collecting or for try, buying extras to flip unless I, – I, I will say I totally judge people who are like, nah, 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 I got mine. You didn't get any. Now buy these for 50 bucks right. um, because it's just not cool. Um, it's, it's not fun to do that. It doesn't make people feel good. And all in all, what I really like to see within this hobby is people enjoying it and feeling good. And one of the things that I love and have loved the most about the stationary community is the giving aspect. Someone's new to pencils. Guess what? Someone in the Erasables community or someone in RSVP is going to put them together, a box of pencils, and send it out. I've right. done that. You know, oh, hey, you, you've never tried these pencils? I'm going to throw together a, a nice selection of a dozen pencils, and I'm going to mail them to you just just for giggles. Because um, right. that, in part, also makes me feel good to welcome someone into the community and let them know, like, here's a whole experience, here's a whole range of pencils and pens and paper and things you might enjoy. Um, and 
I think that's also like I, and today um, this is sort of like I'm I'm going on a bit of a tangent, but today. Um, one of the members of our pen, pencil, and stationary community and I, we, we set, uh, an exchange for seeds for gardening. And she wanted some hot pepper seeds. And I've got, you know, mass quantities of hot pepper seeds because I've been trading and exchanging with other gardeners all across the United States, which is another like amazing community. The gardening community is awesome. And just like the stationary community, they'll be like, Oh, hey, you're just getting into peppers. I'm going to send you a welcome package, five seeds of this, five seeds of that, 10 seeds of this. And I hope you enjoy growing peppers this year. And same thing with tomatoes. Like I have amazing tomatoes coming to me from a grower in British Columbia because she just wanted to welcome people. She's like, I got millions of tomato seeds because I saved them and I want to send them and gift people with these seeds. Um, and, and so, you know, Hannah and I, she's getting some hot pepper seeds. She put me together a little package of some pencils, some notebooks, and seeds. My whole office right now smells like perilla, which smells like a combination of basil, mint, and hay. It's got a really amazing Ooh. smell. So my whole office smells like that because she sent me the entire seed bud. So nice. like there's this whole stem in there and it just, it smells so good in here. But that, that sort of like giving style, it, it's not just exclusive to our stationary community. And I guess I was kind of surprised when I also saw it in the gardening communities. Just wasn't expecting it. Um, so anyway, um, but I think that finding good people on the internet, is something that the stationary community really um, filters out a lot of the bad seeds, if you will, in using no pun intended, no, no pun, no, no gardening pun intended. Um, uh, and, and so we end up with really wonderful people in our groups um, just doing great things. And so I really want to make sure that people don't, don't feel insulted by anything that I said because I'm not judging the collecting or the seeing, looking at the stationery as just a beautiful object. Because right. in addition to everything else, the usability of these things is that they are also beautiful objects. Like sitting on my desk, Hannah sent me a uh, JR Moon Big Dipper. Have you seen Ooh. one of these? Yeah. It has, it looks, like a candy cane, but like just if it was all red, it's just glossy and iridescent. It's a gorgeous, it's a, that is a beautiful object. If that paint job were on a car, people would stop and look at your car. Yeah. Um, and it's like my experiment is a beautiful functional object. And that is one of the reasons why I really love stationery. It's not just because they're functional objects, but they're also, there's an aesthetic and a beauty to the pens and the pencils that we use, whether it's a natural raw wood pencil, which has a tactile, wonderful feel and look all the way up to like this glossy, beautiful paint job on the Big Dipper. Um, and then if you look at like fountain pens, God, some of those are just works of art. And I love that. Um, and, and I love, I love all aspects of stationery and, 
but yet I also want them to be functional. And that is my personal aesthetic in that I am into the functionality of things and I am into the use of things. And I like, I love it when pencils get that worn in look the like you use one of your pencils and the the imprint starts to rub off and it looks used yeah um or like you know maybe your pen starts to get a little beaten up there are a couple of scratches here it's not perfect anymore and it's 100 percent yours that's where i'm at that's or like when my pocket notebooks have sat in my back pocket and they get that butt cheek curve Yes, like the the binding, like it's like buckled looking. Yeah, like, I love that. Yeah, There's, no, absolutely. There, that that wabi sabi kind of used, worn in. Like this is a used object, and it is one hundred percent mine, or is one hundred percent yours. And to me, and I, I say this all the time, like my notebooks have no value until I filled them. They're yeah. Not that they're worthless, but they have no additional value to me other than what I paid for them until I fill them up with information, whether it's grocery lists or to-do lists or bullet journaling or deep, introspective, navel-gazing journaling. Yeah. They're not worth anything until I filled them up. And that that's that's where I'm coming from. I love it all. And I don't want people to feel like I'm judging them. I want people – and when we this discussion does go live on the Facebook group and everywhere else, I want to know where people are at. I want to this discussion to go deeper. And I, I wish we had the discord like you were saying. I wish we had the ability to have people engage in this conversation live with us in, right. in a way that we can't while it's just you and I here. Um, because yeah, I want to – really interesting to get a collector to say like this is where i'm at right because like there are different levels of collecting and you know perhaps just like you know anything else perhaps someone that is like a a hardcore collector you know they may talk about something that we've never thought of and you know um but no i definitely actually maybe we'll mess around with it after we record but i i Definitely want to get that Discord thing going, even to do like fun, unique, like quote unquote phone in shows. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, because it's I think it's a community conversation because we can talk at you guys all we want, but like <laughs> we're really just talking at each other. Right. You know, and I think this this is the type of conversation that lends itself to multiple opinions. It's like Absolutely. a roundtable discussion, I think. Absolutely. So but um i really have nothing else i don't know how where we're at time um i let me i clicked away from skype here let me see i think we're right about where we want to be in terms of length so uh i think we're good to wrap this up cool all right so um and i've already said this a couple of times but i just love our groups. Um, there is something really special about our little corners of the internet, whether it's our Facebook group, it's the future discord, if it's spectrum, which I haven't been on in ages, I'll be honest, or if it's, um, people, I still interact with a lot of people on Twitter. Um, and I think we just have wonderful, wonderful support from everyone. I I love it. I love 
the interaction that we have within the group. I know, I know I haven't been in the Facebook group as much as I usually am. And that's important in part because this, this week was, <laughs> it was just a mess. This week was just, it was nutty. Um, it was such a mess this week. So. Hopefully I'll be back on the group a little bit more this coming week and interacting a little bit more because I really want to get delve deep into this conversation with everyone and, and just go there. Um, so thank you to everyone who supports us, everyone who joins the Facebook group, everyone go to the discord once Dade gets that set up. I think there's an invite somewhere around. I'll, I'll post it again. Cause it's, it's pretty much set up. Okay. So, um, also, if you do enjoy the show, I would encourage you to uh, share a link to your favorite episode, maybe this one, um, on your social media, whether that's your Facebook page, it's Twitter, or whatever the newfangled things the kids are doing that I'm not on yet. Just share share a link and tell people you know that you love us and why you love us and how much how much fun the show is and how much fun our groups are because it's really I don't think I've ever been in a group quite like RSVP where the discussion stays so civil and so rarely needs any sort of like don't do that um as as RSVP. RSVP is just a really wonderful spot on the internet. So you can find the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find us on Spectrum. You can find us on Discord. You can find me, Les, at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram, Twitter at Original LC Harper. You can also find me on the blog fermentstuff.com. You can find Lenore when she's online in the uh, Erasable Podcasts uh, group on Facebook and the RSVP Stationary Podcast group. You know, she's on Twitter and um, Instagram, but not very often. Dade, where can the fine folks find you? Uh, you can find me at weeklypencil.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. All right. Thank you so, so much uh, for this wonderful conversation. I always enjoy yes. chatting with you. Same. <laughs>